being tired all the time. Have you wondered if there's got to be something more out there? Hi, I'm Kristen Latini, and I started asking myself these very same questions a few years into working mom life. And the type A scientist in me could not let it go. So I got curious, and the Build Your Own Fairy Tale podcast was born. Join me each week as we dig into different ways to do life, whether that's decluttering your closet or starting a side hustle. Together, we'll uncover steps toward the ultimate fairy tale. So consider yourself sprinkled with fairy dust, and let's go. Hello, and welcome back to not just any episode of Build Your Own Fairy Tale, but the 50th episode and our one-year podcast birthday celebration episode. That's right. Build Your Own Fairy Tale is officially out of its infancy, and maybe we can call this now the toddler years? I don't know. But for someone who started out with no podcast experience and decided to just show up and do it messy, this feels like a pretty big deal. And I wanted to take this opportunity to reflect on the previous 49 episodes, sharing some of my favorite moments, clips, and really just celebrate. Because how many times have you heard about the importance of celebrating the little wins? But I know I'm guilty of not doing it as often as I should. So whether you've been along for the ride since episode one, or this is your first time joining us, I am so grateful and excited you are here. Throughout the last year, this podcast allowed me the opportunity to meet and make so many new friends and even reconnect with some old ones. In season one, we explored topics that I had previously never thought of, like slow living with Hannah Forge and body image with Becca Bowers. And in season two, we began focusing in on women who have paved their own career paths. We heard from entrepreneurs young and not so young, both equally willing to share their stories. I am grateful for all the wonderful insights and guidance these guests have shared, and personally feel like I've learned a lot. Putting it into practice, though, is another thing, right? We'll get there. Here's a quick recap of some of the common themes that came through for me. Number one, do more of what makes you happy. It feels like a no-brainer, but it's something we have to focus on, right? Number two, it's all about those baby steps. And number three, it's okay to be strange or different from what society or your friends or family expect. Belle from Beauty and the Beast was a prime example of this. The girl was strange but special. And it's no wonder that Belle was the most frequently cited character when asked our signature question, if you could be any fairy tale or fictional character, who would you be and why? Take a listen to why Gabby Troopy says she chose Belle. So I thought about this a lot and I landed on Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Okay, personal favorite. Yes, that is one of my favorite movies, but that's not why I picked her. In her town, she's kind of an outcast and she kind of does her own thing that's very different from what everybody else is doing. And I feel like I can relate to that. I went a completely different path than I think almost all of my peers from high school and just most of my peers my age in general by going the business route and dropping out of college. So I feel like I relate to somebody who doesn't quite fit in, but can see the big picture of the future. Moana and Merida were also popular choices from our guests. But no matter who guests chose, there was usually some theme of a strong woman who was willing to challenge the status quo. And so to round out this celebratory episode, I pulled a few clips from our most downloaded episodes and some of my personal favorites. First up, when I came up with the idea to create a podcast, I was fortunate enough to have two close friends, Dana and Eileen, sit down with me for an honest discussion on how we were feeling as moms and why I decided to just start a podcast. Listen in to this clip from one of our very first episodes. It's been an interesting ride, but a really good ride. Yes. And the friends department. And that's where I struggle with today because I think it has been amazing. We've done a lot of huge things, all of us, between yeah. us. 
you know, we've started families, we've got careers. I've just been struggling because I look around in my late thirties now thinking, okay, is this it? Yeah. Because it's still pretty hard. It's not super glamorous. No. And I most times feel like I'm just going through the motions. And that's something that I've decided I'm not okay with. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel like it was okay at some point. Yeah. Like there was a time when I was like, this is what we got today. Mm -hmm. I'm right. Like my kids were much younger, needed almost much more. And we were just like going through the motions. And now that I feel like they're still young, but we've kind of crossed a different threshold I sort of feel like in the same place where you know what is what is the next five years what is the next 10 years sort of look like I did the baby toddler thing and we're out of that yeah now it's like entering almost like a new phase mm-hmm. and they're just gonna keep on getting even more independent having right. their own lives right scheduling their own things with right. their friends and I don't want to be sitting on the couch sad because, yeah. you know, they left us or something like that. And like, right. we have our own, our own things that we have to do. Or on the flip side, right? Like you're doing all these things for them because you want them to have this great social okay. life or yeah. these sports or that. And then yeah. you go through, turn around and you're like, oh my gosh, the calendar's full. So right. if you're not focusing on and prioritizing you, mm-hmm. like it can easily get lost, slip away and then... You turn around, you're like, wait, now I'm how old? <laughs> so that's, right. that's my fear. My fear is I don't want to get to any other age than today, right? Like it stops now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I want to be intentional about what I'm doing, yeah. what I'm prioritizing. And I know that's not going to happen overnight. Okay, so we got intentional and season one focused on different areas of life and small steps we could take to improve. I wasn't sure if they'd all stick for me personally, but I knew I had to give them a shot. One of my favorite topics and episodes was with another best friend, Lauren Nasto, who, as I record this, is days away from having twin babies. So aside from celebrating that amazing journey with her, I am also grateful for all she has taught me and allowed us to share with this community about caring for our environment. Prior to sitting down with her and having that conversation, I jokingly called her an eco-hero, but truly didn't know how or why she became this way. She wasn't like that always. Though I wanted to call out, she was never one to make you feel bad for not being super green, but she is someone who is always going to share if you ask her, and usually she's got a super fun way of explaining it. Just listen to how she says she got started on her journey to gently getting greener. I was raised a shopaholic, Um, so I like consider myself a recovering shopaholic. I think it started one day I went to the Collingswood Green Festival with my friend Kate and She's an idea girl. I'm an idea girl. And so they were having this rain barrel and composter sale. And so she got all excited. So I got all excited because who can resist a sale? Especially my former self, the shopaholic self. So if this fun-loving shopaholic can do it, surely we can too, right? I asked her where the best place to start getting greener is. And here's what she had to say. What is it in your capacity to do at the moment? You get one good habit down, then you add another good habit, right? And if you Try to do something that's really inconvenient for you and your lifestyle. You're not going to stick with it. So there you have it. We don't have to get all crazy right off the bat. It starts with small steps. There is no planet B. So just look for easy ways you can start where you already are. The action tip Lauren shared was to switch to bar soap. Prior to this, I was pretty big into having seasonally scented hand soaps in the bathroom. Today, I'm pleased to share I have largely made the switch to bar soap. You'll still find a place or two where I may keep a liquid pump soap, but it was this pretty simple and painless switch for us. 
Plus, this switch resulted in the added bonus of saving money on my Bath & Body Works bill. If you listen to episode five with Liz Sowers talk about money, you may recall her action tip was to conduct a spend audit. Well, I did just that with my husband and found that my Bath & Body Works bill was pretty high for soap, right? So my type A personality loved the efficiency and that one intentional switch to bar soap could not only help the earth, but could also result in savings. For season two, the focus shifted to women who built their career paths outside of traditional nine-to-five jobs. I was excited to chat with April Grow, owner of Sunning Style in episode 36, because if you know me, you know style is not usually one of my strengths. So I was intrigued to learn more from April, who began her career in corporate, became a stay-at-home mom to six kids, and today runs her own style business. How does someone make those jumps, and what drew her to style? This was a personal journey I was on after having six kids. I call them the lost years because when you have a major life change, whether it's a move or a career change, a divorce, a marriage, anything, weight loss, weight gain, that can make you question your identity. And your clothes are really an expression of your identity. You're a walking billboard. And the way you dress tells people who you are how you expect to be treated, or it it should. And I decided I needed to find my style again. I definitely needed this reminder coming out of COVID and the yoga pants all day, every day time period. And full disclosure, this is definitely a work in progress for me because I'm still pretty much in that yoga pants mentality. But I will say both April's episode and episode 20 with McNeil Stafford about personal style both got me thinking more intentionally about what I wear, whether for a Zoom call or just running to Target. In addition to that, April shared some awesome tips about entrepreneurship, reminding us everyone deals with imposter syndrome at some point. So next time you're wishing you could be like that celebrity or business owner you follow on social media, remind yourself they too likely felt the fear at some point. Maybe they even still do, but they do it anyway. Episode 31 allowed me to reconnect with a college friend and former teammate, Christine Esposito. Like April, Christine shared the part of what drove her to start her photography business was her personal experience in becoming a mom. What drives me as a photographer is getting, I mean, it's a huge part of what drives me actually, getting moms into the pictures. Uh, when I became a mom and started taking pictures and having kids of my own, obviously, and I, I just realized that for the most part, like, I know I can't speak for everybody, but I would say, you know, many moms are the storytellers for their families. So we're the ones who are writing the history for our family. If you think about it, you know, the history that you know is what is written down in the books by certain people. And that's not the whole history. That's just what the written history is, the history that we know. And it's the same thing with our families. Like the pictures, the videos, that will be your family's history. And one day your kids are going to be looking at back at old photos. And are they going to see you in those photos? At the end of the day, that's all that we have to look back on. And it's weird thinking about it that way. I'm, I know, like looking back, you know, thinking into the future of one day when you're not going to be around, but you want your kids to know that you were there. You want your kids to see the relationship that you had with them. And that's part of why I love those in-between moments so much too, just because, you know, if, when you're taking a picture and everybody's looking at the camera and smiling, that's nice. And maybe that's what grandma and grandpa would want to put on their picture frame. But for me, I feel like I always go for the ones where, you know, mom is just 
all of the kids are all over and everybody's just all, you know, intermeshed and hands everywhere and hugs and kisses and everything. Like, I just love that. And I just like, that's what you want to remember at the end of the day. You can wait and, you know, you should do it again then too, but your kids get, it's crazy how fast kids grow and you don't want to wait too long and miss out on a moment because the moments are, they're passing and photography is the only way that I have found to freeze time. Ah, if only we could freeze time. I love how Christine focuses on capturing those ordinary moments to help turn them into memories. Speaking of time moving way too fast, the topic of work-life balance has come up repeatedly this past year on the podcast. And I don't know how many of you, uh, but like me, you turn around, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been in the same job or with the same company for 10 plus years or how many years. And it's just, where did that time go? How am I still here? Or how am I only here? I wanted to revisit this idea with some highlights because the overarching theme here is it's okay to change. Those jobs that were super sexy and glamorous straight out of college may not fit our new lifestyle. Or yeah, it can be comfortable to stay with the company we've been with for over a decade, but is it really worth it if you're miserable at work? I loved when Michelle Anghang reminded us the days of a single career path are long gone. The whole notion of having one career your entire life is so outdated. (laughs) And so just get a sense of what you want to do next and try it out. That's part of living life was experimenting, you know, have a sense of, okay, this is what's next. But it doesn't have to be, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. That just feels too big. And experiment, try things out. Let yourself find out what doesn't, you know, the no's are just as valuable as the yeses. Ah, the no's can sting, but they're definitely important. Here's what Dory Stewart had to say about exploring those new ideas in episode 32. Yeah, I mean, I would say that if you have an idea, try it out. Try it out right away. And if it fails, that's okay. Totally okay. If you don't try it out, though, you won't know if it's potentially that really cool big thing that's going to change your life. And, you know, I had a franchise consultant when I was looking at starting a franchise and I told him about my idea and he said that he didn't think it would work. He didn't think that it was a good idea. STEM wasn't a buzzword yet. He said, okay, you're going to teach engineering to four-year-olds. And by the way, 2008, 2009, we were in a terrible recession. (laughs) And, you know, I was told it won't work. Don't do it. And my advice to everyone is believe in yourself. If you feel in your heart that this is something that could be big, try it. Just try it. It's okay if you fail, but if you never try, you'll never know. Don't we all need that reminder? As powerful as it is to hear in the moment, I still feel like I need a post-it with that reminder taped to my screen every day. It's scary, and we can get caught up in the fear of, what if it doesn't work? But failure or lack of success is okay. We have to try. Lauren Elizabeth sums it up with this nugget in episode 37. The hardest part, I think, is like just deciding to do the smallest step because you're like, well, if I try to do that, it's just too much work. I can't handle that right now. Just the literally the smallest little step that you can take forward is a step in the right direction. And bonus, if you had any My Little Pony fans in your house, you may also be hearing Kristen Chenoweth singing One Small Thing. It's a good tune. Check it out. 
But in all seriousness, we can make things so big and scary in our mind, but I hope these reminders of exploring a different career path, trying a new idea, and taking any bitty steps give you that boost of confidence you need to make a change if you're not currently living the fairy tale. And if you're like me and not clear on what that thing is, even to just go out and try moving towards it, here's what career coach Shannon Russell had to say in episode 48. You know what? It's not magic, but I really, I hold true to the principles of like knowing your non-negotiables and knowing your priorities. So, you know, I came from a job just as an example, you know, my job was really long hours and travel and just really intense all day long. And I knew that I wanted to be close to my children, not travel, you know, maybe not be so intense because I want to be able to be available for them at three o'clock when they're home from school. So those are my non-negotiables. So when I started making a list and really diving into, okay, what skills do I have for my past career? What would I want to do? What are my non-negotiables? Kind of making those three columns and then really looking at it is what made me realize like, okay, I'm better off owning my own business and kind of making my own schedule and figuring out what works for my family and I, because that was my priority. So I think anyone can do that if you just kind of think about if you are going to change, what are those non-negotiables? Because you don't want to just change jobs or change careers and have it be the same thing that you're struggling with right now. So you want to make sure that if you're making that leap, that you know that it's going to be improving your lifestyle and filling you up and making you happy in a different way. And once you have your non-negotiables in hand, package designer Kelly Kempel reminded us there's no better time than now to get started. Just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. If you're waiting for something to be perfect, you will be waiting a long time to start. So I am a huge fan of get out what you can. You only have to launch with one offer, one service, one product and sell that and see how it goes. It's baby steps. There are no overnight successes. They just look like that because all of a sudden, all of that momentum that somebody has gained just kind of takes them to a next level that is like so much more visible than when they started. So that is one of my biggest recommendations. And just in case you're thinking, well, sure, it's easy for them to say they're already there. I've got you. Tasha Sattler shared this honest truth about starting her own business. Oh my God, it was terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying. And anybody who tells you that it wasn't terrifying is lying. That's what I think. I had kind of been thinking of it. I wasn't really super happy with where I was at. And I was thinking of different ways to kind of get out. Maybe I should go on my own. So, you know, when you have kids, it kind of shifts your perspective on things. And I felt like after my first daughter was born, I wasn't spending enough time with her. You know, you're always pulled. You feel like you're not spending enough time with your career and then you're not spending enough time with your kids. And so I was trying to find a way to kind of blend those together. So I'd really been toying with the idea of having my own studio or working more for myself. But I was a little hesitant to take the leap, as most people are. And then the layoff came, which was very shocking and devastating as I was on my mat leave, which is really scary. <laughs> but then I just kind of was like, okay, I, I have two ways I can go with this. I can either be upset about it and curl into a ball and cry about it, or I can see it as the universe is pushing me in a certain direction and I'll just kind of go that way. So I did. So I kind of just jumped in and, and I've always viewed it as there. you don't really have any other options. So you have to make this work. And so that's kind of what I did. 
I love the honesty and vulnerability that these guests have shared with us. Of course, it's scary, but knowing that all these women have found a way to do it and are willing to share with us is so amazing. And I have truly enjoyed every conversation over the last year. But if I'm being honest, the conversation that is most special to me was all the way back last February, where I sat down and recorded a conversation with my daughters, who were seven at the time. They've been along with me on this podcasting journey since day one, and they continue to bring ideas or questions to me. I love sharing the process with them. It was so fun to sit with them and see their faces light up when they were asked for their advice. And since as adults, we tend to overthink things, I wanted to close out by leaving you with the beauty and simplicity of my daughter Sammy's advice on how to build your own fairy tale. You want to build your own fairy tale, you should talk to your family and tell them we should really have good times of things that we never done before. We should do rock climbing. We should watch movies on stage. <laughs> yeah. And we should go flying. To clarify, her reference to flying was about iFly or indoor skydiving, which is an experience that we had done as a family. There you have it. Build your team of supportive family and friends and be intentional about doing the things that light you up together. The time is now to find yourself again and make the changes necessary so that when you get to the end of your life, you can look back at the beautiful fairy tale you created. And that is exactly what I hope to be doing with Build Your Own Fairy Tale. Again, my thanks and gratitude for you for coming along with me on this journey. Every listen, download, share, review, subscribe, or follow means so much. You have no idea. I'd love to hear from you about what topics you want to hear more about. Or if you have a fabulous guest in mind, or even if you just want to tell me what fairy tale or fictional character you would be, shoot me a DM. I'm over on Instagram and Facebook at Kristen.Latini. I'm not giving up on my dreams, and I hope you won't either. I'm Kristen Latini, and this is Build Your Own Fairy Tale. When I set out on my solopreneur journey, I wanted to be the most organized and professional without spending a lot of money. Sound familiar? That's when I discovered a customer relationship management platform called 17 Hats, a game changer even if you're a newbie without tons of clients. Here are three quick reasons why I love 17 Hats. Number one, it allowed me to replace my scheduling tool. Hello, one less subscription to pay for. Number two, I can effortlessly send quotes, contracts, and invoices helping me look super professional. And number three, magical workflows that allow me to automatically send emails and reminders without being tied to my inbox 24-7. The best part is they've got a free seven-day trial so you can check it out firsthand. And if you decide to purchase, here's the best part, use code FAIRYTALE for a 50% discount off your first year subscription. So head on over to 17hats.com and check it out. Here's to simplifying and making things more magical.